Hello and welcome to September's edition of Dogs, my podcast. I hope you enjoy it. We're going to be talking about the news and views and some stories as well. So sit back and have a listen. So why do we take our dogs out for a walk? Well, 8 out of 10 dog owners sometimes take their pet out for a walk just to get some peace and quiet, a poll claims. As well as exercising their dogs, 73% of those surveyed considered getting outdoors with their canine to be a vital de-stressing tool. The vast majority of the 2,000 UK adults polled said it gives them valuable thinking time and almost half said regular me time is the best aspects of walking the dog. One in five reported making a major life decision while out with their pet, such as moving home or a job, ending a relationship and deciding to try for a baby. Walking the dog is one of the most important jobs as an owner, but while it is primarily for the benefit of the dog, it can also be beneficial for dog owners too, said Gemma Cunningham, brand manager of the Poles Commissioner, You Move. Getting away from everyday life for a bit while you go on a quiet stroll can give you some much needed time with man's best friend to clear your head and enjoy some time to yourself. Something may so, sorry, something many can struggle struggle with otherwise. Not only is it good for our own health and well-being, but you can also be safe in the knowledge that your beloved pooch is also getting the better from it. So that's uh, really good. I must admit, when I'm out walking, I obviously do it as a professional dog walker. I'm out all day. And um, it's just lovely to get into an area where you know actually nobody's going to be around and just walk and walk and walk and have time to yourself to think and and you know play with the animals and stuff and just to de-stress and de just unwind from from the world around really it's just a lovely time to be free with your own thoughts and also to spend some really quality time with the dogs you're with as well so highly recommended go out have a think you never know might change your life so in the news this week if you're a dog walker that likes to use the beaches at this time of year because the Summer's coming to an end and um, we can get back on the beaches with our dogs, which is lovely. Just to be aware that dog owners in Cornwall and the surrounding areas have been warned about the dangers of palm oil after a white substance washed up on the beaches in Newquay. Um, white blocks were also found in Fistral Beach last month, according to Cornwall Council. The council said, we acted as soon as the reports came in of this white substance being washed up on the beach and dealt with it immediately. But it's just something to be aware of um, when we're walking our dogs. If we see any like white lumps or balls of look like fat, just keep our dogs away from it because it can actually do some serious damage and even kill dogs. So if you do see that when you're on the beach, get right away from it and also report it immediately. Here's a lovely good news story. A dog found wandering the streets has been reunited with its owner more than two years after vanishing from their garden. Nicola, 34, from Blockswich in Walsall, said the young Sharpe named Matta disappeared from her back garden in April 2017, said the BBC reports. But last Thursday, she received a phone call saying he had been found wandering the streets about 25 miles away in Telford. The four-year-old pet was finally reunited with his owners after a dog rescue centre manager um, traced his microchip back to Nicola. 
The mother of three said her 11-year-old son Fraser, who named the pet after his favourite Manchester United player, Juan Mata, the dog's called Mata, cried when he realised his dog was home. Oh. She told the BBC, my son came home and I told him to shut his eyes. He opened them and looked at me and started stroking the dog as if it's, as if it's not Mata. I said, it's Mata. And he sobbed. It's a lot to take in. He's not just a dog. He's our family. Matt, uh, Mrs. Sprague said Matter, who had been with the family since he was a puppy, was in a pristine condition when he was found by a member of the public. And uh, it's just lovely news that he's got home to his proper family. After two years of being missing, there's always hope, isn't there? When we lose a dog, there's always hope. Yay! So recently in the news, there's been quite a few reports on dog attacks, um, some of them really severe, other ones just damaging. And it seems to be uh, one breed that the press tend to mention, um, which we won't go into now because I don't believe it is a breed specific thing, even though a lot of the reports do report the same kind of breed. And um, a lot of the time the bull, the bull um, breeds tend to get the blame, but that's only because they're reported on in the media more than, say, a Labrador or something like that. So it's just a really sad thing that these um, these cases are happening, and and it's generally down to the ownership of the dog. Whether the dog gets enough exercise, whether it's trained properly, whether it's got a strong, um, disciplined leader with it, all these things, all these factors um, come into the point of whether a dog may behave badly when you're out. Uh, it's a really interesting one. Let me know what you think. You can um, speak to me through the the um, Anchor app. You can message me um, through a voice message through that. Or you can email me or go through my website, which is walkingtoolpets.com, and le- leave me a message. See what, Tell me what you think about um, dog brief specifics on whether people are blaming breed or is it the ownership's fault and and what you think can be done about it and i might be able to speak about it a little bit more on a future podcast thank you i guess you can hear that well um what sort of things your dogs do um, that might be a little bit quirky before they go out for a walk or when they're home. Socks the beagle who I work with and who I'm looking after at the moment, staying around his house. One thing he does before we go out on a walk, he eats whatever dinner he's got left. <laughs> he really polishes it off. Then he goes and has a big drink because he knows he's going out on a walk. And I just wonder if he thinks, oh, I better top up and fill up because you never know when I'm coming back. <laughs> So I'm out on a walk now, Um, I'm a professional dog walker and um, pet sitter and at the moment I'm doing both because I'm looking after Rowan Socks the Beagles and um, we're out over an area called Highwoods which is in Colchester in Essex, UK if you're listening from from abroad and uh, yeah it's a beautiful day, beginning of September so I'm really pleased it's still sunny and warm and really good Um, and just thinking as I was walking that Actually, the walk is probably one of the most important parts of our lives, really. And we don't really realise it anymore, being the modern people that we are. And uh, as I was walking over here, I walked um, through a hospital area where there's a mental health um, facility there. And uh, as we came past 
um, a couple of the patients sitting out the front having a drink and a cigarette just sitting out the front they both mentioned the dogs and uh, they said oh my favorite dog and really relaxed them and I was thinking the importance that animals have on our lives so when we have uh, issues going on mentally or physically how much peace a dog and animal can bring to our lives um, it's just a really special thing so um, I'm walking through a woodland area at the moment beautiful massive trees around us got a nice footpath to walk on at the moment till we go off onto the grass but the good thing is it's been dry for a while now so no mud for once which is really nice um, and uh, just thinking about walking I watched a dog this morning being walked and um, the owner was clearly very stressed either about their day ahead or how their dog was walking or how their dog reacts to other dogs because um, we was walking around um, a field area and this person was pulling their dog really quickly away and even though the dog wanted to go to the toilet she still was in a real rush to uh, to pull the dog away and get away as quick as possible before interacting, interacting with the dogs I was with and these two uh, are pretty friendly so there wouldn't be any problems and I can understand people's fears sometimes because you never know who you're going to meet or what you're going to meet but I was just thinking for the dog's sake of uh, everything to be a balanced walker is so much better and so much safer than being someone who's walking around very stressed so um, a couple of pointers really is to be a good leader so when you're out with your dog always try and um, be their leader let them know which way you're going what direction you're heading in um, and be calm as well so there's no stresses going on for them um, Ro who I walk at the moment she's very very noise sensitive since unfortunately about a year or so ago she was um, subjected to a massive load of cannon fire from a reenactment in a park locally when she was out with her owner since then she reacts to scaffold noise banging or a lorry maybe with stuff on it banging and uh, she thinks she associates the sound to that day it just takes her mind straight back to that day so um, one thing I do when I'm out of her is just try and keep her as balanced and calm as possible and uh, just walk with her and um, be patient with her if she does react to a noise I don't um, let that ruin the walk and uh, we just keep on going and um, if she's pulling the other way, we stop, we recollect ourselves and we move on again. And that generally works every time. She's, she refines herself. You can always tell with the beagle because they carry themselves fairly assertive and uh, the tail goes up when they're happy and when they're alert. And when they're not happy, as with many dogs, the tail tucks itself away underneath. So Rose, a prime example of that, she'll... Um, have her tail at um, half mast if she's not too sure. She'll have it high if she's happy and she'll have it very low if she's scared. So uh, one thing I tend to do with her is to just gently work with her, gently lead her because that's what she needs at that point to redirect the brain away from the situation she's trying to get away from and uh, be calm and balanced with her. And uh, that's one thing I would say when we're out and about. If we're if we try and live in a in a state of now instead of a state of what's happening in an hour's time or what stresses we had yesterday in our minds, um, it can really balance our own minds but also balance the dogs we're with as well. And when the dogs are on the lead, another one to think about is uh, how they react when they're on the lead. I've been caught out a couple of times where I've had a message come in and foolishly I've had a little look at it, see what it is, and the dogs I'm walking with will instantly react because they know I'm not focused on the walk anymore. So they'll start to pull to the left or to the right or they'll 
just start to lead the walk because they know their leaders lost the uh, the ability to for that moment in time. So one thing I try and do is keep the phone away. Obviously not at the moment because I'm recording this, uh, and uh, just generally concentrate on them on the leads really and make sure you're leading them in a in a direction you know where you're going um don't let them stop at every single lamppost every single tree every single bush to sniff at and make their scent let them do that when you let them do that um otherwise it could be a very stop start um sort of walk and not very productive for you or for them and uh yeah, just keep a, a balanced mind is the nicest way. Also, when we're out and about, I mean, at the moment while I'm walking, it's absolutely lovely. I'm, I'm waffling away, I know that. But um, just looking at the surroundings, I'm in the woods, there's squirrels climbing up trees, there's birds around. It's just a lovely way to relax our minds and, and just readdress our thoughts and just look at our lives, really. We can sort of uh, make some big decisions on these walks and, and just, yeah, just enjoy the moment. And uh, just look to nature, really. Nature brings that balance. And uh, unfortunately, the way humans live nowadays, we live slightly out of balance with nature, which is why the world's in the mess that it is. I'm not going to get political. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a good time to look at the animals where we live and look at the surroundings and just bring our minds into a bit of balance and peace. And uh, that really reflects on how our dogs act and react. Okay. So it's official dogs are replacing friends as BFFs. A new study has revealed that 8 in 10 dog owners believe their pet is most important to their daily happiness, beating friends by almost four times as much, showing we really are relying on our pets more than ever. According to the pet tech firm, more than half of men, 57%, admitted that having their dog by their side has the biggest positive impact on their mental health. Half of dog owners revealed that they have suffered from mental health issues such as anxiety, phobias or depression and 4 in 10 are now also recognising those same signs in their dogs with dogs barking, destroying the posts and chewing beds etc. when left alone as well as becoming withdrawn, not wanting to go outside. In a bid to make dogs happy, owners are seeking advice from pet experts such as vets and behaviourists, 77% of women say, and we have been seeking out new technology such as dog cameras to keep in touch with our pets when we're left alone, and they could call in and let their pet hear their voice to make them feel better. Dog owners also admit to spending monthly on their pet's happiness with over half, 53% of city dog owners spending up to £100. Four in ten dog owners say their pets will always come first and they are a big part of the family. They believe this makes them good pet parents. So perhaps it's no surprise that when it comes to admitting who makes them happiest on a daily basis, dogs top the list, followed by partners and then friends falling behind dogs by nearly four times as much. Well, I suppose... We're with our dogs more than we're with our friends and partners sometimes, aren't we? So maybe those statistics make sense. <laughs> I wanted to see lots of animals at the zoo, but they only had one small dog. It was a shit zoo. <laughs> Dear. <laughs> How did the little Scottish dog react when he met the Loch Ness Monster? He was terrified. 
Oh dear, hold on, there's another one. What do you call a dog with no legs? It doesn't matter, he still won't come when you call. <laughs> oh dear. One more. Why don't blind people go skydiving more often? Because it frightens the dog. <laughs> oh dear. If you want to get in touch with me in any way, you can go to my website, which is walkingtoolpets.com. And on there you can read my blogs or you can send me an email through the website with any behaviour issues or any stories that I might be able to add to the podcast. Also, you can check me out on on Instagram, which is walkingtool.pets. Or I'm on Facebook under walkingtool. Be nice to hear from you and see you on my social media. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I'll be back next month with another one. Um, please share it with your friends. Tell others about it to spread the news about it and uh, hopefully get more listeners. And uh, speak to you next month. Bye.